I don't know if you've ever heard about cords. Oh, that person has like energetically corded to me or vice versa. And we discovered that there was a cord connected that was between the heart of my ex and I. Emotional damage. Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, your go-to narcissist abuse recovery coach. Hello and welcome back, empaths. Today is episode 89, Emotional Recovery from Narcissistic Abuse, Even a Decade After. As a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional therapy. This episode is sponsored by better help. I numbed myself to stop the pain and I reached out to friends for help, but it wasn't until I gained courage to leave and seek therapy that my dark abyss of hopelessness finally started to let in the light I was so longing for. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, today's sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. It allows you to talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. With a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network, it will give you access to help that you need that may not be available in your area. Finding a therapist is easy. You just fill out the questionnaire to help assess your specific needs and then you get matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. Everything you share is completely confidential. In therapy, I learn that I wasn't the selfish, lesser person my ex convinced me I was. In my therapy, I was able to get affirmation that I was truly being emotionally and sexually abused. That alone allowed me to release my trauma and grow into the strong coach and mentor that I am today. But I didn't just gain that alone in therapy. I gained my sense of self-autonomy back, my power back, and my confidence back. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash empath. That's betterhelp.com forward slash E-M-P-A-T-H in the link in the show notes. I just had an amazing experience this morning. It felt like such a breakthrough and it all started with a trigger in an emotion. I shared on my Instagram, follow me at Raven Scott show and DM me free gift to automatically get your free how to draw powerful boundaries workshop straight into your DM and start healing yourself and taking back the power in your life today. But on Instagram today, after I had this moment I was crying and I was angry and I was walking and trying to cathartically get it out. This emotion, which is a good thing. Emotions are triggers. Emotions are signs. Emotions are a way to show us there is something wrong that we need to work through. Emotions show us that there is a place, a wound that we need to heal, right? When we fall down as a child and scrape our knee, we cry. Or if we fall and we don't get hurt, we have an emotional reaction, a fear impulse, and we cry. And this is a healthy way to express it. This is a healthy, natural reaction. 
But when we are in this constant trauma state from narcissistic abuse, maybe control, depending on your upbringing, this, these emotions can stay, they can linger. And I'm going to share with you the difference between what emotions are and what virtues are and kind of like help you delineate the two. And I'm going to share with you the chart on the spectrum of where all the emotions are energetically in hurts. But before I dive into that, I wanted to share just with you this story that I shared on my Instagram. I was walking and I had this thought and emotional trigger this morning triggered me into sadness. It triggered me into grief. I felt fear and I felt a desire to be loved. And then it shifted up and I felt anger. And so what I did to process all of these feelings is first I allowed myself to sit and breathe and cry. And then as it transitioned from that grief and that fear, desire, like desire to be loved, desire to be heard, that shifted into anger. And then so what I did instead of actually act out of my anger towards anybody, I took a voice memo and I was able to fully express how I felt in that anger moment to get it out and to release it and to hear myself and to process it and to put an intention into that energy. Say, this is what I'm feeling. I acknowledge you and let's move through this so we can help stop this cycle of pain. And this emotional state was not comfortable. It was not fun. I didn't like it. I didn't like this wave. And I thought I was over it, but it came back. And this is, again, normal. So I'm sure you're experiencing this and have experienced it. And I want to affirm that I'm right there with you. Even as I'm sharing all of this information and learning and diving even deeper, and you may think I'm perfect, I am not. I am right here with you in the trenches, working through all of this emotional damage. And it just kind of allowed me to process it. And then it allowed me to find a place in the virtues of how do I want to embody this now? And I only got this because serendipitously at the same exact time, uh, I switched onto Daniel Laporte's podcast with love, which is an amazing podcast. I highly recommend it. She is a spiritual mentor to me and I appreciate her honesty. I appreciate her viewpoint on things. And so she was talking about how emotions are energy. Emotions have this, you know, bandwidth and power behind it. But the virtues of our heart, what is in our heart is not emotions. She was talking about love not being an emotion, although it is on the emotional spectrum. So I'm not sure exactly what she's meaning there. Although I think she truly believes that love is a virtue from the heart. And so she was talking about how do you want to now embody these emotions or not feeling these emotions, these negative emotions around the person that may be triggering you. So do you want to embody peace? Like for me, I was like, I just want to embody peace and love. Like I just want to be a monk <laughs> in these situations and truly, truly to be happy for somebody else that is causing you pain and wish them happiness without you being with them because you really love them. But if they're happier with you not in their life, maybe you're a karmic 
player in their life and they don't want to face the music and they don't want to face something. And so you really make them uncomfortable when they're around you or, you know, maybe you question the way that they live or their ideology. This goes back to how do you want to be around them? And of course, you don't have to be around them all the time. But when that off chance happens, you still have a choice to choose. I'm going to be happy for them because they are happy. They are choosing to do what they want to do and fly, little butterfly, fly, right? And this is, like I said, I have to admit, this is like monk level emotional intelligence that we all can strive for and we, we may not fully achieve, but we can try and get there. Can you embody gentleness towards them? Can you embody being happy for them? So liberating them. Can you embody friendliness and stoicism? Can you embody greatness of spirit and wisdom being that wise calm, peaceful sage when you're there, not having to prove you're right, not having to chase them for love, not having to say the right things to trigger them to listen to you or get in an argument, you know, all the things that are lower vibration that just aren't really getting through to anybody. So this was my aha moment this morning, so serendipitously talking about emotional recovery for the podcast today. And As I shared that, I did get some beautiful remarks on Instagram. Well, you know, a friend, of course, stepped up to the plate and was right next to me and defended that I was a person full of kindness and joy and that they're just not happy that I'm full of joy. And that couldn't be true. That could not be true. I don't know. I'm not in their head. But I do want to acknowledge that we all have pieces of narcissism in us. And this does not diagnose us as a narcissist. This just says, hey, you're a little toddler emotionally right now. Pretty much it, right? We all naturally are narcissists as toddlers because the world revolves around us. Everything we need, we get. This is how you survive until you can get big enough to be able to fend for yourself. But a lot of us have different pieces in us. And this is what I was acknowledging on the reel, that I have a piece in me still with that narcissistic trait residing as a pattern looping with my family. And the title of the reel was when narcissists go at it with another narcissist. And really it is a bomb exploding. It is war. It is, I'm stubborn. They're stubborn. I want what I want. They want what they want. And on both sides, it's very transactional, the relationship versus having the emotional capacity and feeling to just hold a virtue of wisdom, of peace, being anchored like the giant tree in Mother Nature and holding space for them to be happy without you, even if that's not the agenda that you want to be accomplished, which is, I know, it's hurtful. It's painful. I don't want to admit it. I don't want to accept it. But just acknowledging that you have your part in the relationship, in the responsibility of things, And being able to take note of your part, fix your bit that you can control, get rid of all of the emotional insecurity and immaturity in that realm and continue to just 
be you, be authentic and continue to heal that emotional wound, the emotional scars. And emotions allow us to know where our wounds are that we can heal in our psyche. So another beautiful comment came was like, he really appreciated that I shared with him that I wasn't just playing the victim, which is ironically something I was blamed for. (laughs) But I'm always trying to tell all of you that there is no one side is good, one side is bad. You know, that's the hard part with this title, empath and the narcissist. You assume the empath is the perfect one and the narcissist is the evil one, right? Or beauty and the beast. Well, even in that movie, Beauty and the Beast, they both had their stubborn streaks. And then they realized coming together, working on themselves and finding middle ground and opening their eyes to see how the other person is to be able to heal and come together. And in Beauty and the Beast, they fell in love. But, you know, us empaths, we're not all perfect. And I think we all know that, but sometimes we don't want to recognize it. And we want, it's easier to push the blame off onto the narcissist. But truly, to elevate this conversation, we have to take responsibility for our narcissistic traits. And that, like I said, that doesn't mean that you are a NPD diagnosable narcissist. That just means there's there's a tiny pattern there that is stuck in four or five-year-old you. That's it. That's all it is. So the first step is to heal that through the inner child meditation and healing your inner child. And maybe the mother wound or the father wound. Um, So that's just, that's it. That's all it is. It's information. And that's beautiful. So as much as it may be uncomfortable, it is a blessing. It's a blessing in disguise, but you have to recognize that you have it to be able to heal it and clear it. This gets me into this emotional chart, which I'll go through, and then I'll share with you how you can go even deeper on healing all these emotional wounds and connections and vibrations that sometimes we don't even know. You can set one intention or emotion, and it may happen like 10 years ago, you know, 12 years ago, farther back, and it's set. It kind of just is still vibrating and hanging on in your energy body. So in this chart, we have what is like an inverted cone. So the tip of the cone is touching the quote-unquote ground, invisible ground, is the bottom of the chart. And all of these emotions in this red zone are contracted emotions. These are shame at 20 hertz. Guilt is the next one up at 30 hertz. Apathy, which is the next one up at 50 hertz. Grief at 75. Then fear at 100. We're starting to kind of you know, all the ones below, right? Fear, grief, apathy, guilt, and shame. Those are all in the suffering, the contracted suffering emotional frequencies. And those all happen. But I'm sure you can all imagine you had all those inside your mental state of when you were with the narcissist. Now, above that is kind of like the getting by the middle zone. So we have uh, anger, at 150, uh, desire is before that. I think I skipped desire, 125. Then anger at 150 hertz. We have pride, 175. Courage at 200. Neutrality is at 250. So we're starting to kind of get oh, a little bit closer to the expanded, right? You're neutral about it. So that's good. 
That means now you have a willingness emotionally at 310. Then you move up, you have acceptance now, 350. So you're starting to move into the flow and expanded consciousness. And you have acceptance at 350, reason at 400, love is at 500, joy is at 540, peace is 600, and enlightenment is 700 to 1,000 hertz. And those are just all of the frequencies of emotions. And if we're talking about Aristotle's list of virtues are, just to list them off, these are different than emotions. These are things to kind of attend attain for or strive to be gentleness bravery temperance righteous indignation justice liberality sincerity friendliness dignity endurance greatness of spirit magnificence and wisdom so you have all of these things these virtues and these emotions. And then, you know, our thoughts get things all mixed up. We have emotions about our thoughts. We have thoughts about our emotions and we can't make heads or tails, especially when we're being gaslit and then we gaslight ourselves. Then we've got guilt and shame mixed in and it just becomes like this really icky, murky mud soup and it's gross and we don't know how to swish our way out of it. And in the subconscious, these things can reside. We all know what subconscious is, but I'm just going to give you a definition so we're all on the same page. We'll be back in just a moment. Hey, empaths, wanted to take a break and ask if these phrases sound familiar to you. I didn't say that. You're too sensitive. No one will ever believe you. If these phrases are familiar, then you may be dealing with a narcissist. Then my book, Empath and the Narcissist is for you. How to overcome narcissistic abuse and recover from PTSD, codependency, gaslighting, and manipulation. Receive another bonus in this book. The free Four Ways to Set Powerful Boundaries workshop is included in this book if you wish to feel alive again and take back the power in your life. Then go to www.ravenscott.show forward slash empath and the narcissist. Now back to the show. So your subconscious mind is existing in the mind, but not immediately available to consciousness. These are our automatic things that happen. You're subconsciously breathing. You're subconsciously reacting and it's affecting your thoughts. It's affecting your feelings and behavior without ever entering your awareness. Like an, it's like an autopilot and your subconscious motivates a autopilot type reflex. So, and it contains all the stored information of everything you have ever experienced or witnessed or been conditioned to do because of all these outside influences. So the subconscious mind is very, very powerful. It's a very powerful force and it makes up around 95% of your brain power and handles everything your body needs to function properly from eating, breathing, making memories, and interacting in relationships. So, and I can personally attest healing from narcissistic abuse, codependency, and PTSD is a long layered journey. And yet, while I've done all the things to heal, such as 
therapy, meditations, the Ho'oponopono prayer, which I need to do today, by the way. Reminder, inner child healing, past life regressions, astrology chart readings, destiny mapping, and even having a heart-to-heart conversations to heal childhood wounds, which are not working out so well lately. But there still was energy that I could not unearth and energetic cords that were attached from my narcissistic ex. I didn't know that were even attached. And all of this came up when I was working with Madhvi Mathur in the emotion code and body code. While clearing out blocks, I was trying to shift in my relationship to money and my abundance. I was trying to shift my abundance from 23% I felt like I had to 100% aligned with my soul and flow of the universe. So what I'm going to do is share with you my session notes to further explain to you how the emotion code, like what it is, how it works. And it really truly is just another powerful tool to heal from trauma, to clear out emotional blocks that literally you don't even know. You couldn't even know they're there and narcissistic abuse. So the emotion code, just to start out, I'm going to share with you what it is. The emotion code and body code is a type of energy healing that is based on the premise that your body holds an energetic record of everything you've experienced in your life, both good and bad. The energy of negative or traumatic experiences can affect you at a cellular level, sometimes becoming trapped and keeping you stuck in an ongoing patterns of fear, sadness, and pain. Madhvi seriously is so thorough and I love working with her in this modality. During an emotion code body code session, we were working with the subconscious mind. Through muscle testing, we are able to communicate with and get yes or no answers directly from the subconscious mind to help release emotional baggage that may be weighing you down. And like I said, the subconscious mind is over 95% of your intelligence. The, it archives everything relating to you. It is your inner voice, intuition, where your quote-unquote gut feels comes from. And it is a database of everything related to you from your birth and even during gestational. And for me, my subconscious mind, when I started working with Madhvi, believed when it came to my finances, I was 22% in abundance and 63% was stagnant and I was 21% in a lack state. So, of course, we want the lack state to be 0% and stagnant 0 and 100% abundance. That's what we all desire. But so I had trapped emotions of grief and overwhelm that showed up in the first session. And those were contributing to my thoughts, emotions, decisions, and actions. So releasing the energy... There are many different ways that she goes through the body code and emotion code to start releasing these energies through intentions that came up during our sessions. So I'm going to share a few. I'm not going to share all of them because that would take like a really long time. (laughs) There were a lot. But um, so the just on the first day, for instance, we released energy from a physical, emotional shock or stress from an experience that I had at age 23. 
don't really even know exactly. We don't even need to know exactly what happened. But this was related to a relationship demanding, like some type of relationship demand at the time, which all I could think of was my ex. And there was an associated emotion of discouragement that we released. Now, also, there was a broadcast. A couple of times, the broadcast message came up. So this is something that I am broadcasting out from my body, in my communication, in my like silent communication, my body language. And that message was, no one respects me. And we released that and we replaced it with, I have wisdom and people respect that. And that is now a new affirmation that I have to go over every day. Now, this is a trapped energy. So that was continually being sent out from my body to other people. The broadcast messages can influence my ability to form and keep relationships, which I can attest to, can cause the wrong people to be attracted to me and also influence the behavior, my behavior towards uh, others and their behavior towards me. And let's see what else. So we rebalance the sympathetic nervous system. There was a trapped emotion of defensiveness related to that. We went through my root chakras. Actually, after even yesterday was my fifth, my, let me see. Yesterday was my fourth session. And we ended up balancing all the top chakras. And the first, the second session, we balanced the root chakra and the throat chakra. So the throat had to be rebalanced twice, which is interesting since I'm constantly talking and sharing on the podcast. So I feel like that needs to be something to make sure it's managed all the time. So this is an interesting one. We released a prenatal trapped emotion from the third trimester of love unreceived. So in the, your mother's womb, you can have trapped emotions from your mother that you then carry on through your existence. There were some really cool recommendations of outside support. So having more royal blue, like the shirt I'm wearing, around you and on you in your life. I found a blue nail polish. I painted my nails royal blue. There was another support of Bach flower, like a flower essence to take, as well as an essential oil to smell. So those three things are really beneficial. And I know she tested my subconscious to know what kind of essential oil and when to smell it and what kind of Bach flower to take and when and how many drops to take of that too. So incredible. So we released a whole bunch of shared trap emotions, shared being with somebody else close to me in my life. And that was amazing. That those, since they're shared, those are stronger energies. So we released a whole bunch of those. We released a miasm, which is like a distortion. Let me see. We re released a miasm that originated from my mother's father. This was a distortion of my energy field that I inherited from an ancestor who had some kind of suppressed disease or extreme stress that occurred during their lifetime before I was born, and there was an absorbed trapped emotion of frustration with that came from the age eight. So these things can come from all the way back. So there was a magnetic deficiency showing up, maybe because I'm always on the computer. 
to help this, I just need to spend more time in nature. So especially on Sundays, I take time to lay out under the trees out in my front yard. And I walk barefoot in the grass every day now regularly. There's something called a despair anchor. So this is the energy of a thought that was stuck in my energy field, prompting my subconscious mind to verify or find truth in that thought. And that despair anchor for me was, I don't know anything. And this is a really, one more thing I'm just going to add is that there are things where our mind, our conscious mind makes a will to do something or a will not to do something in an instant. And for me, what came up was the will to be right and the will to punish or self-harm. And so it could just have come up one time in reaction to one person doing something or saying something. And so I created a will in my mind and then it just like sticks there and it affects all of my subconscious thoughts moving forward from that. Uh, also the meridians, she rebalanced the spleen meridian. Meridians are rivers of energy that flow through the body. So that's what I'm going to share. There's so much more that she helped me unearth and clear, but I just want to share that Madhvi is amazing. She has spent years searching for solutions for herself. And then she realized the, that the answers she was looking for were always within her. That's what I'm always preaching, you guys, always within you. She just had to learn to listen and hear the messages her body was already trying to share with her. Her life has been transformed since she was introduced to the work of Dr. Bradley Nelson and the Emotion Code. Everyone can clear their own emotions and learn how to use this framework. She has been certified and trained to help guide you through it. And she would love an opportunity to talk with you to see if you could also benefit from this. So find out what mode your energy is in relating to finances, career, health, and relationships, and try a free 30-minute introductory session with Madvi and start shifting your energy to a state of abundance. Schedule a free discovery call today and tell her Raven sent you. You will actually hear more from Madvi on episode 92 of Empath and the Narcissist this Sunday. Visit www.madvi.ca. That's M A D hvi.ca so that's it for my going on and on about emotions today and just sharing with you how incredible all these different healing modalities and tools can be to help you unearth some of these emotions that are no one's fault sometimes they're just there i don't know if you've ever heard about cords oh that person has like energetically corded to me or vice versa and we discovered that there was a cord connected that was between the heart of my ex and I. And there was a couple elements that actually made that cord stay attached. And so instead of just releasing the cord, she went through and really cleaned out like different like trapped emotions and things that like was anchoring the cord still and the energetic cord. So we released like three things and then we could intentionally release and sever the cord that was between the heart of my ex and I, which is crazy to think a decade later after hating him, after, you know, being distant from him, after no contact, after healing and the forgiveness and all the process at the energetic level, it's different than the conscious level. So 
I just wanted to share that with you because I thought that was extremely powerful. And I think that this would be a beautiful tool for any of you who would like to explore it to do because, I mean, more than likely, there's going to be a lot of cords and or trapped energies, trapped emotions that you'll have from after being with a narcissist, right? For sure. For sure. So again, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Raven Scott Show. Take a screenshot of this podcast if you really enjoyed learning and hearing about emotions and emotional recovery from narcissistic abuse, how we can release it, the different levels and hurts of emotions. Share it on your Instagram stories and feed and tag me. I'd love to thank you and also connect with you. And don't forget to DM me free gift to get your free how to draw powerful boundaries workshop. And once you sign up for that workshop, you're going to get a whole bunch of other beautiful goodies and gifts. I send out every Saturday Sparkle Reminders to help empower you and to remind you how wonderful you are. And I also, you'll also receive a free audio gift of how to embrace your empath superpowers and defeat the narcissist. Just know that I'm here for you. I'm here to support you. And I'm here for one-on-one coaching if you need some additional talk therapy and some additional empowerment and someone to sit and hold space for you. I'm here to do that. If you are enjoying this podcast, help me help others rate and review. And remember, always keep your unique light shining. So lost, never at home Need to be strong, every breath hold Cause I can't move on till I let go I can't move on till I let go I feel so lost, never at home